Hi, and welcome to the SG Child Show. I'm your host, SG Child, and today I'm so, so pleased, honored, happy, all of the adjectives to have Laura Hales with me today. Hello, Miss Laura. Hello. Oh, so great to have you here. You know, I reached out to you to be a part of the 1 in 44 Summit, and and we met prior to that, but it was so great to hear and to see your presentation. I mean, it replays in my mind. It it literally does. It replays in my mind because it was just so sweet, authentic, and so educational in a new way that is different than all of the other ways, you know, that have, that are out there right now. So, so proud of you for that and excited. So without further ado, right? Yes, without further ado. Without no further ado. You know, I remember without that. Without further dudes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, please introduce yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Laura Hales. As you said, I... I guess I categorize myself as an author. So I write and publish children's illustrated books about um, autism acceptance. They're true stories about my sons. And um, I would call myself an autism advocate. I go around to schools and other organizations, whether they're church groups or I've done Cub Scouts and Girl Scouts. If there are people together who'd like to learn how to help then and understand better then I'm there. Um, I also, these are not as related. I'm also a personal trainer for a long time. Um, my degrees in music education and I know I have them like you, the most, (laughs) I'm a voice actor. So when I perform the books for groups of people, it's, they're always a little surprised when suddenly an older British man is talking to them. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, what? And when I present to kids and I tell them I'm a voice actor, they are, they're always really excited. So excited. Ask, are you Mario? And are you <laughs> Yoshi? I'm like, no, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> that is so exciting. Well, we're so happy to have you here today and to learn more about your books and yourself and just the journey that you're really helping parents and individuals um, go on. You know, your help, you're just like, have this great following. And with that comes great responsibility, right? <laughs> oh, yes. I feel like my shoulders just got heavier. Oh, right? no, it's wonderful. I mean, build, like the same building a community is you don't realize, like, I think that before I started my autism group, I had just said to my husband, I really want a louder voice. Like, how do I get a louder mm. voice? I don't understand how to scream from the rooftops of my balcony and like get more people to hear me and it you know had its own personal growth which was is is beautiful and now it's like people that reach out um they know and they trust me and that there is like not that payment is a right right kind of word but it's like I don't know, it reciprocation, you know, like I, I built this group and then these people come to me and they, you know, are relying on me. And I just, I love getting resources and helping people with, with things like that. So it's it's so fantastic. That sounds amazing. You know, and the same for you, like you're following and, and the, you know, your videos and all of the people you're reaching. It's just, it's incredible that people can have people like you available to them. 
Well, and part of um, what I try to do is that there are so many people involved when you have a child that has special needs, whatever diagnosis they may have. And so we're constantly getting advice all the time from all sorts of different directions. And it's not like that advice is bad advice, you know, or absolutely needed. But what's tricky is that that parental perspective of as a parent, I can understand you need to know about school, how to talk to schools, how to talk to teachers, administrators, how to um, not set yourself against them, but also be very firm in in making sure that your child is getting, you know, their civil rights met through their free and appropriate education. Um, also relationships that you have with your spouse or your partner, or if you're a single parent, um, the toll that it can take just parenting period is very stressful, let alone a kid who you have to dig deeper to find how, how you can help them better. Yeah. Uh, it just takes more effort to find that information. Um, there's just so many more things that each person that you come in contact with, whether it's a therapist or an occupational or speech therapist or a behavioral analyst or a doctor, psychiatrist, they're all helping you, but they're all helping you from their clinical perspective. Yeah. So they have gone to school for however many years, they've ob observed other kids or adults, and the information, like I said, they give you is very important, but it's without that perspective of, yeah. and as a parent, this yeah. is what that translates into for you to do day to day. Exactly. And I feel like that's where other people are saying, oh my gosh, like when my child's therapist said, yes, that means that they're really adverse to power struggles. And then that was period, end of statement. And they're just like, okay, thank you. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. And then breaking it down in ways and short videos that people can say, oh, that's what that looked like. Or yeah. that's what that verbiage, how it comes across to my kid. Like I couldn't. Um, and it's one of those things where as soon as someone says it, you're like, oh, duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> Until someone says it, you it's hard yeah. to think of yourself, which I totally get yeah. as a parent who's been through that all before. Mm. No, I think that parent coaching is... Um, there's a very fine line that I wish that more companies would understand, just like you're saying, uh, it was so great that they had the parent coach come out. But when I found out, you know, not that discriminate age or anything is a matter, but that she didn't even have children. Then I was a little bit like, oh. eh, eh. Eh. <laughs> and well, it just I, means her perspective where yes, she's coming from exactly. will be a learned, you know, yeah. from books and exactly other children. Like these are other children that I'm going through this experience. Observing. Right. right. Um, but for me, that just didn't cut. And, you know, what I needed that was, like you said, I needed from another parent's perspective what's worked, what's worked for you, what hasn't. Tell me what hasn't worked. You know, tell me the things that have caused struggles for you guys. We tried CBD once. We tried these CBD gummies. We thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. It did two things. It, uh -oh. I think, opened our child's mind. Like his imagination went like 
and it was already he's already a photographic memory so it's already out there you know and just so so big but it turned on the aggression and the violence that we've mm. never seen ever before wow. and I was like nope that's not for us this yeah is, he, like nobody's ever he's never put his two hands uh, over his sister's throat and you know and mm. like that's never happened but who would know who would know unless we share all of those informations and that I don't, I don't hear as many, um, not good stories as I do good stories. And I think it's important that you do hear them. You know, it's, it's yes. The school up the street is a great place. And so many people have such a great opportunity and things. Well, my son eloped four times in two days and he was found on a busy road. He's not going back there. Like, no, thanks. no thanks. Right. Oh, like, that stresses me out so bad. And, I know that happened in the past. But yeah. in my head, I'm just like, <gasps> and it's like, <sighs> if people don't know that that happened at this place at this time, it's not like bad reviews or bad information. It's real like cause to pause and think about like, is this best for a child that might be an eloper? Maybe that isn't, maybe they need to take this opportunity to make better reinforcements around their school or, you know, and things like that. They didn't, but that's, that's not, you know, I can't, (laughs) I can't be the, uh, the school monitor when I'm having to now homeschool. Right. (laughs) Right. That's true. So it's crazy. Mm -hmm. No, I think it's really important that um, we're able to share and, and a variety of different topics. And I love that you do too. And you dive so deep and they're, they're real and they're, um, real things that families are going through. Like you said, it's not like, Oh, someday when your son might go to college, here's what might happen. And you're like, he's seven. Like, I need to know <laughs> what's happening now. Like, what do I do for home lunch or school? Lunch? Like, what do I do here and now? Right. For the things I need. So when did your journey start? When did this all happen? Start for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so for me with my own kids, I'd say my oldest was maybe a year to 18 months ish when I had a lot more questions and just a lot more things where I'm when I am around other people and looking at how they parent and the response from their kids, I'm like, I know I'm following through. I know I'm being super consistent. And yet it seems like there's an inability for him to attend and to really comprehend and understand. Mind you, he's very young. So then you also have these, um, doubts of well i'm a first-time parent they're really Mm -hmm. really young and you have very well-meaning people when they hear your concerns just say oh well boys always take longer to develop you know boys are kind of (laughs) hyper and and that's um uh i i'm not offended by that anymore that used to be incredibly isolating and i would find myself feeling really depressed and down Mm -hmm. on myself when people would say those really well-meaning things. Um, I have quite a tolerance for that now. I just <laughs> appreciate that they are trying to say, I love you. I I am sorry that you are feeling, having a hard time yeah. is what I kind of translate. <laughs> as I like they that. translate I like that. to myself. <laughs> um, um, but as I mentioned earlier before the podcast, I just remind myself that 
but also that's not going to be the person I bring really vulnerable feelings or experiences or information to, and that's okay. Um, I don't take their uh, lack of understanding personally. People are good at things and not good at things. You ask me to bake something and I will bring you a DiGiorno pizza. You know, like that's that's the extent of it. And that's okay. That's yeah. just not really my skill. So my favorite um, actually. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, there we go. Right, it's not bad, right? right? Gosh, here I am. <laughs> I'd be thrilled if someone brought me a frozen pizza. Seriously. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, so it's not personal. And the more I understand about my kids um, being that all behavior is communication and it's it's extends not just autistic children it's all people Absolutely. that all behaviors communication so that applies Amen. to even those people yeah, you know exactly. so i'm so much more flexible with um i guess my standards of how i view people yeah. and how i judge them and that doesn't mean that everyone is my best friend or that I am in an emotional place where I can be really close and vulnerable with a lot of people, um, but I don't think they're bad people. I don't yeah. think that they're maliciously, you know, saying cruel things. Um, I think I'm just, it's so nice to be in a place where I can look at someone's behavior and just say, huh, oh, they're probably really sad and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Or and it's the same for my son when he is maybe kicking on the ground. I'm like, ooh, he's really mad. Yeah. And I'm just able to see the emotion rather than, I can't believe he would disrespect me like oh, this. Oh, right, right. So rarely. I don't know if it <laughs> ever has been that. about me. Yeah. It's not about yeah, me. Yeah, 100%. He's really upset. And so when you can, because that's, so I can true. understand that. It's so hard not to take that personally. But when you can separate those two things, it leaves you free from, I don't know, trying to decide how you should feel yeah. about your child, you know, air quotes, disrespecting you like that. Like, how do I make them understand that is not okay to talk to me like that? Who, what does that say about me as a parent, yeah. you know, that my child feels that way about me? And it's like when you can understand that it's just behavior literally their disability deals with how they're able to address their emotions in a an appropriate way a socially appropriate exactly. way and um it's so it's so nice to just be able to say like you need help yeah like i see you're in distress and you need help like how can i help you and then exactly. my question is always just how can I help you? I'm free to focus on that instead of, oh, my feelings are so hurt. Yeah. Exactly. No more hurt feelings on my side. It's just you're in distress and how can I help you? It's freedom, so, isn't it? I agree with it you. It really 100%. is. hundred percent. And I think that it goes across the board and it's so interesting because our son has a lot more challenges than our daughter. She's you know, a lot more, just has a lot more, um, experience and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Um, come on brain <laughs> <laughs> ability to manage things, cope with things, you know, she's okay. fun her fun executive functioning is much higher than his. He struggles with a lot of those things. And so, but for her, when we see that he is, um, you know, repeating his favorite song over and over and over and over again, it's just one of those things. Yeah. 
And with her, it's like, we know that she is doing it to get a response and that she's uh-huh. still doing it though. So we still want to give her that like, okay, it's totally fine. And then you kind of get to the point where you're like, okay, where's the line that we draw to put boundaries on a kid who knows more and mm-hmm. then who doesn't when they're siblings. Sure. And that's, that's tricky. so tricky too. And you, yeah. you can understand that probably is having oh, 100%. siblings, children that are siblings. I'm an only child. I have no experience with siblings. I have no experience with how to divide, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, they're, you know, 12 and 10 now I've had plenty of years to figure it out, but it's been, it's, it's harder like to get, you know, to treat them the same, but different treat, right. you know, give them the same, um, understanding, but they have different boundaries. So we have to maintain those. Um, they're, you know, male and female, different boundaries have to maintain right. them. <laughs> so it, it's so interesting to walk that fine line. I know that, um, I mean, I, I try to explain it to my older son. It's just, you're both, we're both trying to give you what you need Yeah. and whatever you need is, is widely different. Exactly. So, so different. Um, my older son is 12. My younger son is almost seven. Um, my older son has always been very verbal, very, um, intelligent when it comes to reading and writing. Um, my younger son is, um, they say very typical for his age, um, as far as cognitive abilities go. Um, but some things get a little confusing in verbiage, like time, for example, is a real tricky concept. When we say yes, tomorrow, it's, he's doesn't quite understand tomorrow, yesterday, next week, mm-hmm. next month, next year. He keeps saying his birthday is tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> it's not until the end him. of January, but in our family, yeah. this is next. Yeah. And so he keeps thinking, is it my birthday today? Um, So just those kind of moments where we do get a hint of um, the extent of his capabilities right now and how that can affect how he's perceiving and understanding things. And um, just like with, um, I don't know, with dementia patients, for example, when they can't, when they are missing parts of information, they just fill in the blanks. Yeah, and it would be good, bad, ugly, you know, <laughs> so true in the blanks, right? And I have found that with my son that he if he can't quite understand something, um, we're getting a little better where he will now ask further questions, which mm-hmm. is great, because sometimes we don't know that he didn't quite get it. And we're not connecting that he didn't quite get it. Therefore, he's still really frustrated and upset. Um, but now he is asking some more follow-up questions to say, tomorrow, go to trampoline. Oh, no, no. We said this weekend. So today, Tuesday, and then we have to, you know, mm-hmm. draw it out a little, little bit. Do you do now. like a visual calendar or, and what if you did one that has like the birthday way over here and then you moved something each day on a calendar or something? I think if he wasn't so devastated that it wasn't actually tomorrow every yes. time he realized it then yes but i think he like holds on to hope bless his heart <laughs> he's just devastated that it's oh. not tomorrow and i think the, the one of the problems is that 
and not problem, but one of the things that triggered it was it was his brother's birthday yeah. recently. So yes. he's like, okay, now it's my birthday because I'm next. Yes. And we're like, oh. Yeah. Yes. And ours are only three Our? weeks apart. So oh, for them, I... it's really is like next. It's like birthday next. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. December. Oh, were we in trouble? All three kids in December. And Christmas. Christmas. Yes. Wow. So, I mean, now we have a 22 year old. It's just not so much of a, you know, I don't have right. to, sure. not so much stress anymore with that one, but definitely, but we have had to learn. And I'm sure with you too, we've had to learn new strategies for, because birthdays are so close together, mm-hmm. how much stress and anxiety and overwhelm that causes during that month as well, because oh. we have birthday parties or not with right. birthday presents, which have to happen, of course. And then we have Christmas, which has uh-huh. to happen, of course, <laughs> and presents. And, and so we've kind of been really careful that, you know, we do like, a three-day birthday where it's one present a day or something so that he has time to, cause his birthday is first and then his sister's, but he has time to enjoy a present. He has time to accept what it is, play with it. Then the next day, get something else. And then it goes, that same thing happens, you know, and he has these days where he's able to just absorb one thing at a time. Plus then they look forward to being able to open a present on the next day. Yeah, that's Um, nice. Yeah. So we do that for, for, we try to do that for both of them because we realized right away, okay, now we have to get them each a present on their other perspectives, birthdays because of this, not understanding about presence, you know, and, right. and that was earlier. Now we probably wouldn't have to, but we do anyway, <laughs> you know, tradition, tradition exactly. Um, but like for Christmas, we, uh, last year we did the 12 days of Christmas. And I mean, some days it was like socks and toothbrushes or something. It didn't have to be like a new bike, yeah, a new yeah. bed, right. Yeah. It didn't have to be crazy. <laughs> Who could do that? But, um, it makes it so much easier for processing in our house for not so much overwhelm. And then it extends that excitement out for so long too. Yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. Interesting I love that. I love that that works for you. Yeah. 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 I think before we, um, before our daughter, we, with our oldest daughter, once we did a random Santa where we wrapped everything the same, everybody's presents the same in the same wrapping paper, and then just equaled them out, you know, divided them equally between everyone. And so like our daughter, you know, op- would open up like dad's tools for work. And then we'd all wow. laugh because it was dad's tools for work, you know, and she'd oh, give it so to sweet, him. Though. Yeah. It was really just fun. I don't even know why I thought of that right now, but yeah, just a fun way to just mix things up and make it um like it was we laughed so much that day you know we just laughed about getting each other's presents you know that didn't have anything to do with us so it made it it made it really yeah different and exciting that's really sweet we couldn't do that nowadays like now that would be a little bit too too confusing for Mm -hmm. for dj probably to get his sister something that belong to his sister, you know, might sure. cause a little bit upset. In fact, uh, so got to strategize those things carefully, don't we? Mm, that's true. Yeah, definitely. So when did you decide, um, to write the books? I, um, so the books are based on true stories. 
And we have these events in our lives where um, we get to see the best and the worst in people sometimes because we are really vulnerable when we're out in public and we have something happen. And our kid's having a hard time. Generally, when he's having a hard time, it is not a quiet experience. It is quite an attention, yeah. <laughs> very dramatic moment. Um, and so sometimes it's not great stuff. Sometimes people are laughing. Sometimes, you know, people are just looking. And that's not always maliciously. It's just it's very loud. What yeah. is that happening yeah. over there? Um, but then every once in a while, we have somebody from the community that just steps in and does this very small thing that just meets our needs and is very compassionate and kind. And you can tell to them it's not that big of a deal. But to us, it just made our, yes. you know, our everything. Mm -hmm. um, so I started writing about those experiences and just posting them to my social media pages. And I have a friend who, and you always got to have at least one of these friends. <laughs> she is a no BS kind of person. And she is hilarious and compassionate and wonderful. Her son has down syndrome and she will just straight up tell you if something's not good yeah <laughs> but she told me this sounds like a children's book laura and she used to be um an editor for oh. a journalist or something like nice. that i feel like i totally that i feel like none <laughs> of that is accurate and i just made that up no i know she was an editor for something and so when someone like that tells you out of the blue good. unprompted unpressured i'm not like what do you think of this exactly <laughs> waiting for the answer um and when i thought of that i sat down and that night when i was putting my youngest to sleep i literally sat on my phone and wrote the whole thing out in one go it's which is nice. weird i don't know that's how i, I do really it literally really? yeah literally it'll take me five minutes 10 minutes to write a book and a year and a half to put it into production process like i totally understand yeah. because Seriously. then i have yeah. to you know the illustrator and the yes. formatting and editing and what i want to take or not take from and then there's raising funds oh my gosh that's and i didn't go your direction itself. i don't even think i i don't even think they had kickstarter when i first started oh. it was like eight or nine years ago so i don't mm -hmm. they may have but i didn't know anything about it, it i just probably wasn't yeah. as big or well known yeah i just amazon um self-published so it's yeah they they're on there yeah. <laughs> that's what we'll say. Like i'm trying my best to avoid <sighs> the amazon route for you <laughs> only because the ebook's on there i know um but only because I mean, surprise, surprise, when someone buys your book, you get like a dollar fifty. You're like, yeah, it hasn't made what I thought, you know, it hasn't made you a know? dent in anything. But and so I get the stories I get hopefully have helped, right? That it's helpful. I get well, right. And I get that it streamlines that process real fast. Um, there's not a lot of upfront costs for you. No. Like I have to be in contact with the printer, the printing and shipping from my printer in China yes. is really expensive. The shipping is as much as the printing. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's um, crazy. So, but I've, I just really, if the funds are there, which is what the Kickstarters are helping with, then I would rather invest upfront and then hopefully, um, yeah, yeah, use those funds towards the printing and shipping. And then I can have like a 
stock on hand exactly. of books that I can be selling. Um, I hope I don't have to go, <laughs> but I get it. Right? And a lot of people do it and push really hard for their um, ads on Amazon mm-hmm. to be successful. Um, I know that's a big thing in the self-published community. How I can I do that? Maybe I should ads try to that be successful. Hmm. I, 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 don't, I haven't really about. had much luck with ads on anything just to tell you the truth I Facebook either. I you know we spent we built a Facebook page and it we spent so much on the ads and things you know that it grew to a fantastic number and that looks really nice but zero people engage in that page and mm. it's all like fake number likes or something oh, now is no. what I think like I don't and it's it's been a lot it's maybe five years ago that we did that so yeah it disappointing though you know when you're yeah. like oh this isn't what I had expected this sure to be I thought these were all real people <laughs> <laughs> but hey they're numbers right it's a number yeah. now silly number games That's so what do you do? I know you said you go to schools and things like that. Tell us about some of those experiences and presentations that you've done in your community. Oh, they have been wonderful. Yay. So generally they are younger aged groups, meaning elementary. Um, I have done a couple of presentations for, it's called the Ability Center of Virginia Beach, where it's a nonprofit organization for adults and children with disabilities, a wide variety of disabilities, not just autism. And um, when I presented for them this last time, the first time the audience was very quiet and and not like well-behaving quiet, whatever that might look like, but just (laughs) just a less vocal group, Mm -hmm. which which is fine. I have no problem with people behaving however they behave that I don't really feel, I don't have a problem with that. This time I went the second time, they were very vocal <laughs> and part of me was like what do what do i want to do here and the vocalizations that were happening were just really happy loud stims exciting really loud really loud and constant and um again the people who were loud were just like really happy (laughs) and so there i just various times throughout the presentation i would just be like i know right if we could all just be as happy as our friend over here like i think we'd all be made in the shade like i am (laughs) loving how thrilled you are to just like be here existing on planet earth that is fantastic yeah and then there was another gentleman who had down syndrome in the back who couldn't stop laughing like he just kept bursting with laughter and it would be like at the most tragic part of the book (laughs) so i'd be like isn't that really also it's hilarious yeah you know (laughs) and just like but it's okay um but i remember in that moment being like there was a couple adults who were like yeah to the um people to the other people and i remember saying i have the opportunity to kind of set the tone here yeah. for what I am expecting. And I see nothing disrespectful happening mm-hmm. in this situation. So I felt really lucky mm-hmm. that out of all people who could be in this position of you should behave this way or this way, that it was me. 
And then I could be like, you're good. Yeah. I'm just going to use my mom voice. It's very loud and projecting. Exactly. And, and uh, you know, every once in a while, because not just completely ignoring them, like we all know this is happening and it's in, in that it's getting in the way a little bit of being able to hear me, but also that's okay. We're, yeah. we're still, we want you to be here as you are. Definitely. And you're not being disrespectful and you are happy and you are vibing and then to have people for example right in the middle just like stand up and like walk right over to me and be like i need the garbage i'm like oh cool you got tissues put them in the garbage i think it's like and that's not a big deal yeah yeah and i love love being like um, putting doing say you're going to do exactly instead of just like saying it and then in the moment be like okay if we could all just yeah right now listen to me you know but i can yeah. just like, yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about in my book this exactly. is how we do it y'all um one of my other absolute favorite experiences that happens uh usually in every classroom where i don't ask anybody within the classroom if they are autistic or not i feel that puts people in a very uncomfortable position especially as children yeah I don't want anyone to feel like they have to or I should have but I didn't know what to say so I don't ask um but more often than not autistic children self-identify and so they'll say oh me 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 I'm autistic too like him in the story and Alex's headphones are pink, mine are purple. See, look, 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 look. And they pull them out of their backpack and they're so proud to show all their classmates like, yeah, me too. And for me, and so there's there's been a couple um, times where I said, well, if you're comfortable with it, I don't know that I'm autistic yet. So you're the expert here. I'm just talking about what I have observed and what I have come to understand from observing my kids. So do you feel like what I've said is accurate? Like, I kind of want to hand you the mic and say, like, tell us some more if that's okay with you. Um, just know, like knowing that she's the one in between her and I, who who has the, not upper hand, but just, I don't want her to feel like she should be told by other yeah, adults. Like firsthand how knowledge. How she thinks, how she feels. Yeah. This is what you experience, right? But yeah. she identified herself. It's like, I love it. You tell me, did this yeah. sound right to you? Is this what you experienced? And so she was like, yeah. And the one about sound, that's one that really bugs me. You know how I self-soothe? Um, one of the things that I do is I have my pet snake at home and it lays over my neck. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad that works for you. I think I would scream, but I'm so glad that works for you. And that's really cool. And um, it's it's just so wonderful yeah. to see them feel proud to be yes. autistic. And, you know, I don't know how often, I don't know, maybe they talk about a policeman or they talk about firefighters or doctors and nurses and other kids might be like oh my dad's a doctor or when i grow up i want to be a you know whatever it is i don't know and that's talking about professions but just ways that people identify themselves which is often professions Mm -hmm. and how often these children are just like Mm -hmm. well can't really relate to that like Mm -hmm. idea yeah like i'm and i'm gonna be 50 things yeah (laughs) that or like maybe maybe their dream is like um like i want to be a comic book writer i want to be 
Um, I just want to eat cake every day when I'm older, right? I'm all about that. Um, But for them to see characters in books that are like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. how it has been for me. Um, And to see other people supporting them. And then as non-autistic people to see um, what are really helpful ways you can actually meet Mm -hmm. someone's needs versus I, I understand how awkward it can be. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want yeah. to make it worse. I don't want to be insulting. Um, and just giving people ideas of mm-hmm. this would actually be really helpful. Um, I feel like is what our books are trying to help people understand. Absolutely. Well, I think you have one next to you. So hold it up so that we can see Alex, the drummer and the drummer. Yes. Oh, and I love it. I'm so glad that you, I got to see it. And um, I'm sorry, I don't have my own copy up here. I'll have to do that soon. Um, But yes, it is so beautiful. And what a gorgeous story. I love you know, it, like I said, it's so different because of the direction that you come from, um, in the story. So I'm not going to give it away so that people go and check it out because it's seriously, it is such a beautiful book. It has such a beautiful message. Um, it's really what I say, and I know I, I put this little, you know, sticker in your comments the other day, be the change that you want to see. That is what you're doing. You are putting in the information in front of the people who need it to make the changes that we need to have in our society. So bravo to you. I tell you, I'm sure you have this happen too, but when I am not being as monetarily successful as I maybe hope. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, like I said, you know, maybe you've experienced this too. I have people that message me that I've never met before who just say things like, I'm, I have new ways of understanding my grandson. Yes. Or, you know what? I have been getting on my daughter for pacing back and forth. And I just realized because of this video, how that's not okay. And that needs to stop. Yeah. Thank you so much for telling me, you know, and just little things like that from people. And one of the biggest ones that people approach me with is helping them with school and interacting with school. And a lot of parents feeling totally powerless and confused. It's a lot of legal um, conversation, talk information. Um, The people who are working with your kid um, you, you, when you go into the situation, you think, well, they're the experts in they this know. area. Right? But you want to build a team with them instead. Right. That you are a vital part of the mm-hmm. team and legally that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, and so, and they have all sorts of other considerations they have to take into account, which isn't mm-hmm. their fault. That's just their job. Yeah. They have other students, admin has an entire school to run and your kid while i'm sure is valuable to them um is one part of that whole system yeah and i don't know about you but if that's your kid they are not one part of a whole system mm-hmm. they exactly. are the whole system right they are <laughs> your entire everything exactly so once you and it can just it can feel very difficult to feel like you can say anything or have an opinion or follow up or ask questions or question something and you don't know how many 
times people reach out to me to say, I don't know what to do in this situation. This was the response from the principal. Do you feel like that's okay? Um, and just knowing that there are people out there who feel like they can reach out to somebody. Yeah. Even if it's a stranger to say like, I don't know who exactly. else to talk to. Cause who yeah. do you talk to? Right. Who do you talk to about that? Hopefully some of you found her along the way. <laughs> oh, some random on the internet with yeah, exactly, hair. Exactly, <laughs> right? Oh no, so that's so It true, makes it, it so worth it. it. And as far as being the change, it's, it's uh, part of it is so selfish. And by selfish, I mean for my kids. Yeah, sure. Like what wouldn't too. you do for your kids, you yeah. know? And as, as much as it would be nice to advocate for other things and causes, it's like, this is one that directly affects my life and my kids' lives. Yeah. Where if the world is more understanding and compassionate in very real ways, um, if I have to educate a little less often because some of that education has become like a baseline for the yes. community, like the whole community is more educated, it would, it's all very selfish. <laughs> it's like, no, I agree. yay, and that everybody gets to come <laughs> along with that. It's yeah. like, great you know i'm happy to spread that with share that joy with everybody yeah. but at the same time it's like my kids also benefit mm. directly from that and what mom oh what parent wouldn't want to do whatever they could to yeah build that kind of community for their kids yeah absolutely no it, it's it's so great too and I think that probably a lot of moms don't know how and maybe haven't had the same luck that you and i have had in um being kind of like the, the leader in our community that we're building and really have people rally around us. And like unexpectedly, like I literally didn't expect to, you know, have been in the positions that I've been able to, to be in because of all of this community building, because of all of the advocating and all of the experience that, like you said, I'm trying to make the world a better place for my kids to be in. Um, not me necessarily. Like I, I think that I'm already old enough that I've, <laughs> you know, I've already figured out how to strategize the things that we're still trying to help our children figure out. how. Right. To so, but we definitely will teach them better ways to do it than <laughs> right. we were taught. A little less um, trauma involved would be great. A lot less. Yeah. Like a right? 0%. Thank you. Yeah. That'd yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, so much. Well, I don't even know. I don't even want to end this. Like, can we keep just going for another four hours? Oh, um, sure. <laughs> it's been so great to have you here today. And, um, I mean, I'd love you to come back on when the second book comes out. We just, there's so much more we can have you back on to talk about just about your videos like girl you're stuck with me now sure. <laughs> I love it it's a good yeah, stuff absolutely it's fantastic and I'm I'm really proud of you and I'm excited yeah. to see all of your growth and progress and excited for your boys because they really are the ones who are getting the most out of this for you right from you right. rather <laughs> oh so, that's nice hey and your husband you know you all get a the, that more understanding and Will you more tell him that yeah exactly huh? he clue him in Start he wrote a little note that's like club. you're so freaking lucky to have her exactly XOXO universe. <laughs> i love <laughs> it kidding. i love it he's great i feel like in any kind of paired relationship it's always 
you're always more picky of your partner than anyone else would be, but you're always more complimentary of your partner. Isn't that the truth? You know, so I do the same thing. I give them a hard time, but I do the same thing. You have to. Absolutely. You have to. Oh my gosh. Well, it's been such a pleasure. Tell us where we can find you. Give us all the juicy places to go. Oh, so many. So on Facebook, my Facebook group is tinyurl.com slash the drummer stories, or you can just look for my name, Laura Hales. Um, my bookshop is http colon slash slash alexandthedrummer.square.site. I do have a TikTok, Laura Hales 28. Um, I do have another TikTok <laughs> at Ooh. the drummer stories. I know it's a I whole find because you there. it thinks I still live in Korea. Thing. Okay. Bummer, right? <laughs> um, I have an Instagram at the drummer stories. If you're unsure of where you can find me, if you just search either my name, Laura Hales, or at the drummer stories, you'll find me. Perfect. Oh, I love that. We will okay, find there, you. We'll follow you everywhere. <laughs> That's fantastic. I'll make Yay. sure to have all of those links up on the screen, down in the description box. And we will be so excited to have you back on again in the future. Laura, thank you so much for all of this amazing conversation today. And I hope that everybody enjoys it and goes and checks these books out. Um, Check out her videos because they're changing people's lives. And I wouldn't recommend somebody that I didn't truly believe in anyway. So bless your heart. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. And we will be in touch.